0: Hello everybody, today we have Will Netter, an entrepreneur leading a company called Low-Key Emotional, which is clothes mainly for women. And he tells a story about it. It's It's an interesting story. He also talks a little bit about his other businesses. He works in the options market and he's trying to develop a networking event business as well, which is pretty interesting. We also talk about procrastination and how to really get your stuff done. So I hope you enjoy it. Have fun. It's the Christian Beer Show. Hey, man. A nice haircut, by the way.
1: Thank you, bro. It was quite necessary. hipster,
0: <laughs> like quite uh, a Brooklyn look you've got going on right now.
1: I can only do it for so long, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, welcome to Thread, man. This is Will Netter. It's gonna be a fun talk today. So, Will, tell me, tell me a little bit about those things that you have in in the end of your room. Like, is that like, are those proteins or like? That? supplements that's a ton yeah of it was supplement. actually
1: supplements yeah some supplements like you know vitamin c and all that all that shit <laughs> what do you take like, what do you take um i take creatine amino acids uh zma that's like to help me sleep and then i have this stuff called amazing grass green superfood it's like get your greens and shit like that
0: oh i've tried it super
1: dope yeah, yeah it's actually really good surprisingly good yeah, I feel really uh, it's like today. the you know, li- this goes, little good. powder
0: that you mix with water, and then it just like gross like green thing, and you drink, yeah. and it it tastes kind of good.
1: Yeah, surprisingly, it is good. Like you know, most cases, these little green juices take like they taste like yard work. <laughs> they just taste awful, but <laughs> this one actually does does the job very well.
0: Yeah. I used to do green juicing a lot, actually. Before I moved to New York, I, before I moved to the U.S., when I was in Ecuador, I, I would drink ju- uh, juices every day. I had this juicer. I would put a couple of green apples, I think uh celery, uh oh, lemon, mm-hmm. I guess lime. We call it lemon in Ecuador, to your lime. For us, the lemon is the green one and lime's the yellow one. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And, and then what else did I put in that stuff? Like anything that was green, I would like, I think, um, I, I'm thinking pickles, but it's not really pickles. Uh, the green thing. Cucumbers? Cucumbers, yes. So, I would, <laughs> so cucumbers, wow. lime, couple of apples, celery, maybe spinach, maybe even a banana, but I'm not quite sure about that. (laughs) And then I would just drink one of those every day after working
1: out. Yeah. Yo, get the job done. Like, you know, we have to start taking care of ourselves. A lot of people overlook it, but I think it's important that we start taking care of ourselves. Like the sooner, the better, the sooner, the better.
0: Yeah. Today.
1: Yeah. Facts.
0: Yeah, man. So, I know you have this brand that I mm-hmm. have checked out on Instagram which is a <clears throat> it's a female clothes brand is that right Mhm called low key emotional Mhm Yeah and and tell me a little bit about the name and where where that's coming from
1: All right that's a a nice little story I can tell you Yeah Cuz it's funny cuz a uh, so a year ago I was not in the best headspace and this was during a time where i felt really lost like i felt like a broken compass right You know, i'm trying to do all these things you know i was a i was a full-time bartender and i'm trying to do you know, x y and z with my life you know i was doing a lot more like direct sales i was trying to like build something for myself right what's your favorite cocktail by the way my favorite cocktail oh yeah. shit, that's really tough uh honestly i make this thing with uh it's like a cold pressed pineapple juice with some rye Mm. and a little bit of lime interesting amazing that's my shit I call it the roadie (laughs) (laughs) all right but yeah yeah going back into the story um I was just not in a good place and at that time I really just wanted to get my shit together I, I just felt like I was in this place where I just felt really empty You know, it's one thing when you go bartending, it's a lot of fun. You get to socialize, like with your coworkers or customers and all that. And all that is fun. But when I left work, I always just felt empty. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. what am I doing with myself? You know what I mean? It was just like this emptiness feeling. And I would find myself sometimes where I would even pick up shifts just so I can escape myself you know mm-hmm. and then i used to smoke a lot of weed and i would drink and i'll just hang out to the people because to be quite honest with you i just didn't like myself at the time so mm-hmm. i just found ways to always kind of escape myself even though i really wanted to be this person that i always just saw in my head and the way that i kind of portray myself on instagram you mm-hmm. know how do you but portray yourself
0: in instagram or how did you portray yourself in instagram
1: Like, I got this shit all figured out. Like, I thought, like, I had, like, my life was, like, super dope. I live in New York City. I do all these different things. But behind closed doors, like, my shit was a mess. I didn't like who I was uh, behind closed doors. Um, It was like I was always hiding, you know, internally. Yeah. And, yeah, it was and that's an interesting thing,
0: right? Like everybody does that on Instagram. You put the best possible picture at the best possible angle in the best possible way. And then you drop like a, like a caption that <laughs> pretends to like mean something deep or or, or something. Like I, yeah. I, I've done it, you know, like yeah. you go check my Instagram account. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like sometimes we're happy. Sometimes we're sad. Anyway, I don't want to interrupt you. Keep going.
1: Yeah. No, I got you. I, I get what you mean. Cause it's a lot of shit. No one's talking about this. That's, this is the whole idea is that not a lot of people are addressing this problem that everyone else has. Mm-hmm. Right. And it wasn't until for me that I met a girl, right? Like this is a girl that literally hit every single check mark. Like, you know, she was beautiful. She was ambitious. Like she wanted to do something with herself. She was my age. And there was just nothing wrong with her. There was nothing wrong with her. You know, There's and
0: always something wrong.
1: Yeah, right. I always try to find some shit, but this bitch, yo, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with her, Christian. This, I had to put it like that. But here's here's what kind of really messed me up. I felt like she liked me for the guy I portrayed myself instead of for the person who I really am, mm-hmm. and that really fucked me up. It really fucked me up because I felt like I didn't deserve her. You know? Wait, and what? What I,
0: happened? I I didn't catch what you said.
1: Oh, uh, so basically, I felt like she liked me. I mean, like the the front I was putting on on instagram Mm. and the front that i put on in public but i felt like it just wasn't who i really am she didn't like me for me she liked me for the front that i put on she liked me for the show i put on you know and it just everything just came down on me everything came down on me and i don't like to talk about this kind of stuff and as you know Mm. as a man like we don't like to dig deep about our emotions we don't like to talk about these things that's going on inside our head right Mm. but i have to be tough yeah exactly you have to be a man you have to suck shit up So my cousin Kelly here, uh, I'll never, I'll never forget this. This is like a life changing, like this is where everything kind of turned for me. I remember when I got to her house, like I was sitting there, I was telling her like, yeah, I met this really cute girl. She's amazing. There's nothing wrong with her, but I just felt like I didn't deserve her. And it was one of the shittiest feelings I've ever had in my entire life. And I remember I looked at her and I said, Kelly, I'm just low key emotional. I just put on this front for the world. Like I got this shit all figured out but I really don't and it it, like there was a a broke there was like a crack in my voice when I said it because it it sucks it hurt it really Mm -hmm. hurt and she looked at me and she goes jokingly you know it'd be really funny if you put that on a t-shirt and light bulb I was like whoa no way and I like it it was a it was a moment it was a Mm -hmm. moment to myself and I wrote it down on my phone or notes I was like put low-key emotional on a (laughs) t-shirt and from that night I was walking back to my apartment And I thought to myself, damn, who else kind of feels like this? And it turns out everyone else did. And a year later, here I am with a pretty well-established brand. I did pretty well with the apparel. And now I'm throwing like parties all across the city, kind of just, you know, enforcing this idea to kind of just be who you are, bro. You know? Wait, how do you throw parties
0: in the middle of the pandemic?
1: Bro, rooftops, rooftops. (laughs) Got it. <laughs> tops, man. Got to keep it safe, but you got to keep it, you know, low-key.
0: Low-key emotional. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so that's amazing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I hear you. You know, we, are, we all live, we all are brought up in, in this world where you're told to behave in this in a specific way, depending on where you're coming from. There's always a a, a role that you are supposed to play that your family will tell you, that society will tell you, that your friends will tell you. And then you're a little kid and you don't know better, right? Like you're just told what you're told. You just do what you're told. And even when we're little kids, I mean, let's imagine you're three years old and then some like huge father or mother come and tells you, no, don't do that. Don't say that. Like you're, you're gonna think you're gonna die. If you if you do it again, you know, and then you you repress yeah. that behavior, you put it in on your conscious mind, and then you just like start acting uh, the parts that you are told that are the good parts, the thing that you are supposed to be doing, and then that just magnifies over the, and amplifies itself over the rest of your own, of your life, and inevitably that's going to lead to a lot of psychological suffering because what you're doing is really neglecting a part of yourself and if you're neglecting a part of yourself then you think you're bad you think you're not good enough you think you're like that you're like a shitty human being mm-hmm. and that's not true like we all have like different sides of ourselves it's just that we we're just told not to show them uh, by, by all these places right and then and then you could just like look at those things and 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 reclaim them and and once you reclaim them then then you become yourself and then there's no mask right like there's no extra thing that you're pretending to be you become a little bit different than your average yo in in in, in real life you you, you 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 may become less of a mainstream kind of person but mm-hmm. you know what you will like it because that's who you are and then others will like it too because it's authentic.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what it is though? Because I feel like a lot of that comes down to we're we're like, kind of like you said, we're told to act in a certain way so that we are accepted by the masses. Mm-hmm. Right. So that you are, you know, you are polite, you are well-behaved, but I don't know if you ever read um, Tim Grover's book, Relentless. I don't know if you ever I have. have read it. Yes. You know, he talks about the dark side a lot. Like we have a dark side, that we kind of just repress because repress, just the same thing we're talking about like, like we're taught that we have to repress this side of us so that we are good people and mm-hmm. as we grow up we, we come off as really inauthentic because we repress this side of us that's apparently not okay you know and this is the part of you that really makes you who you really are this is the shit that no one talks about you know this is the front that we all like to hide this is who we are behind closed doors you know yeah but it's Special- until you tap into that it's, you don't really Get to be yourself. You don't get to mold that part of you that makes you you.
0: Yeah, we all have anger. We all have happiness. We all have a variety of emotions. Like we all have sadness. We all have nostalgia. We all have a, the thrill of living. We all have one adventure. Adventure. There's so many things that that are part of ourselves. That that are just part of ourselves, and it's okay. And you're yeah. right. We're 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 not. Uh, society encourages you not to show those things especially nowadays where you have to be extremely sensitive about every little thing you do uh, because there's so much anger so so people are like just just want to like you know what you know what i'm thinking as you as, as you said this is that because of this severe repression of emotions now there's like a some some outlets that outlets that are appropriate mainstream shows of anger and because there's so much anger everywhere that hasn't been shown people just like let it all out in the appropriate quote-unquote ways and and I don't know if that's healthy for society I think that Mm -hmm. uh, if there is something you don't like you you say it if there is something you like you say it and what will happen inevitably is that some people are gonna like you some people are not gonna like you but you're not supposed to be liked by everybody right like Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be a thoughtful person around people around you but you're not so you're not supposed to be loved by everybody like people have different points of view they have different values and different preferences and how they want to live their life and if you Are living your life according to your values inevitably? That's going to clash with other people's values, and 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 then, like, if 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 these other people are wise, they're going to say, "Okay, I I completely disagree," and you can like laugh about it, or you can, or they can hate you, and and all of that's okay. And Mm. absolutely, yeah, I think that yeah, I think that that's a it's it's a more authentic way of living, and it's going to lead you towards more. You're just gonna feel more at peace, I guess, just being yourself, you know?
1: hmm Absolutely. It's like we're living our lives just to please others around us instead of pleasing ourselves.
0: Yeah, man. That's not cool. So yeah. lately I've been I've been very into buying tie-dyes. As you can see, there's like a dark tie-dye. Dark it's in an, it's in
1: it's in style right now.
0: Is you know, they people have told me that. Um yeah. But, 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 I, but I, I didn't know it wasn't style. I just started doing it like a, like a few months ago. And I, I don't really see people dressing like that. But I think it represents in my mind uh, just like colors, man. Like personality, just expression of some art and, and yourself. It represents what we're talking about in, in a t-shirt. And it's like $7 <laughs> on Amazon, which I kind of like and yeah. i don't know man just like it's just way cooler being yourself and, and people love it people love it they're like whoa where you get that shirt bro it's like three dollars on amazon you can get it yourself mm-hmm. too.
1: Yeah. exactly exactly you, just, you gotta find ways to kind of be more in tune with your with your personality that's like about like about living here in new york city because there's so much inspiration everywhere like you didn't think about this one like style of like let's say outfit and so you saw someone walking down the street with it. And you're like, "Oh, that's actually really cool. I actually really dig that. So there's yeah. so much inspiration and there's so much originality everywhere in the city. and it's it's awesome, honestly. I'm not the most stylish guy. It's ironic because like I have an apparel company, but it's like I really enjoy seeing people uh, the way that their mind thinks to express themselves in such a way. Like I could never go to like these vintage stores. Like mm-hmm. L Train Vintage, because it gives me anxiety with the amount of options that they have. But to see someone can go in a store like that and to create thirty different outfits from like six pieces of clothing is truly amazing, man. It's so it fucking cool.
0: I love yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. Hey, is that a guitar in the end of your room?
1: Yes, it's exactly. amazing.
0: Yeah. Why didn't I know you play? We should jam, man.
1: I'm down. I'm down. Right. I got. I don't have my little ukulele right here. Amazing. <laughs>
0: All right, so so that's one thing I wanted to talk with you about. And tell me a little bit more about this brand. And so so, it's is it only shirts or is it like what type of clothes are you selling?
1: Right now, I primarily have hoodies. The hoodies was like a huge thing last fall because mm-hmm. that's when I started this whole thing. Yeah. And it did super well. And I just wanted to stick to that because uh, I got some really good advice from a friend he said that you want to stick to just one thing and get really good at that because a lot of people when, when they start their own brands they want to drop hoodies t-shirts shorts pants all these kinds of things And i had the same ideas as well but when he said hey just stick to the hoodies for a while i was like all right i'll just do that because it is expensive man like apparel is not cheap by any means so so far i only have hoodies and i just dropped masks like uh three weeks ago
0: oh nice nice
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i i guess that apparel and you know what like Okay, I don't know much about apparel, but I have some thoughts about it, as, as you know. But, and and I, I think that on the one side, apparel can be such a great thing, right? Like if people buy your stuff, like let's say something costs you like 50 cents to do, and then now you have you, you got it done, and now you sell it for $5, it's going to make a lot of money, which is great. But then you have to go through that first layer of like momentum for people to want to buy it. And that requires yeah. a, a, an investment, right? Like, I guess that's the risk.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and then you establish your brand and then everybody loves it and then it's fine. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's all, all, all I think about apparel. Yeah.
1: yeah. The margins are insane. I can, I can tell you that. If you can find a way to get stuff pretty cheap mm-hmm. and you can sell them at a, at a huge markup, you can do very well. I mean, like, to be honest with you, man. like, I never, like, the stuff that I have is, like, like high quality material because like I I was like if you're gonna have a high quality message you better have high quality material behind it too. So I paid a pretty penny for the the hoodies that I have. And the margins are are pretty decent, but it's not like extravagant like if I got these done in China. Right. You know what I mean? But a lot of people do focus on how can I get something from China for like pennies at the like pennies on the dollar and then mark it up like three hundred percent. Yeah, I've seen stuff like that. I just think mm, I
0: I wonder if that's like short term thinking. Because may, maybe you'll you'll make a little bit of like, it, maybe you'll make some money. Okay. And, and then people are going to buy it and they're going to be and then it's going to break in like a week and then they're going to yeah. be like, I'm not buying this brand ever again. And then you're then you're stuck Then you, you, you can't continue to grow. But if you do something that is really high quality and people really like it and people identify with you and with your brand, they're going to keep buying your stuff for years. Mm-hmm. Until they die, right. because they're gonna love what you do and they're gonna love what what it it represents. So, so I think that's a little bit more long term thinking. And then you don't have a, you don't have a, like a boutique, right? Like, it's like that's good because like the whole boutique thing is going
1: to hell with coronavirus right now. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to do any of that. To be honest with you, I'm actually moving away from apparel more, and I just okay. want to focus more on events, like as you know. there's a light end of the tunnel with this whole pandemic like I do want to start uh having like more events like there's a lot of like you know risk involved because there has to be liability waivers when people come so it protects me and my and my business and all that kind of stuff but uh I want to focus primarily more on creating social events to bring the best men and women I know in New York City to come and conglomerate like I want you to come and be able to find like a new client for you and your business like if you can go ahead and you can come and do that then I that I want like, like that's a win-win for me you know mm-hmm. I just want to come I want people to come together and meet people that can help them get to the next level
0: so so you want to do a sort of like high level networking kind of part of, is that a party or is that just like a like a, a, a like I don't know if it's a party I want to go but if it's yeah. just like <laughs> so so it's like a networking uh mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool, man. Networking events.
1: Yeah. To, get, to break it down a little bit more, like I, I want to have parties as a way to get people. People are more relaxed like in a party situation. They have yeah. a couple of drinks. They can relax. They can socialize more. And in those parties, I want to meet like specific people that I like. It's like, oh, hey, like, I think you're really cool. Blah, blah, we should hang out more. And then I'll have more exclusive events mm-hmm. right, where it's like invite only. And we can go to one of my friend's places in like, like a penthouse in the Upper East Side. And we can mm-hmm. all just get together. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean kind of build something more off of that so i feel like the party is a great way to get people in the door and that'll be like a screening mechanism to see if you can come to more of our exclusive events and you so know that's that's the goal
0: i i i totally know what you mean like if you're around, if you surround yourself with really high quality people like a lot of really good stuff starts happening absolutely um, it's just like it becomes this natural thing that you you have all like you you, you have these sort of assets of some sorts and in, in your personality, in your career and whatever. And then the other person has their own. And of course they're, they're going to like collaborate and, and hang out and do things together. Like This is, I guess one of the reasons I do the podcast because I love talking with people and, mm-hmm. and I love hanging out with, with my friends and it's been a little bit harder to do since the whole virus situation started so i started hanging out in zoom and then i said well why why don't i just do that like and i record it you know and yeah
1: it's dope
0: yeah and and then what ended up happening is that i like it's very common that i i we start these conversations and and then somebody hears this and really likes it and then they hit them up or they like somebody will like check your brand or something and then that's great like i'm I'm excited about being able to help out in whatever way i can i mean especially if i'm having a good time while doing it you know now i know you play guitar, so now i'm excited (laughs) about jamming with you
1: absolutely
0: yeah yeah so so i see what you're saying and and it sounds exciting and and new york is a good place to do it because there there is this uh, general vibe of people craving exclusivity and the best of the best and then Mm -hmm. like you're 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 kind of like um Leveraging that with, with people, which is interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Honestly, man, um, I don't know about you, but I, to be very honest with you, I've struggled a lot making the right friends for a very long time. It's like I've always been a very extroverted, you know, kind of guy. I'm a social butterfly. It wasn't hard for me to make, you know, friends, but making mm-hmm. the right friends was very difficult. Like I, I honestly, I didn't think I didn't start meeting the right people until about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like people I should have been around this entire time.
0: You know? Like Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. And you know, the thing yeah. is that the if you really think about it, so what are the right people for you? So I, I'm assuming that you're you're thinking about like very ambitious success Mm -hmm. driven kind of individuals that are also like extroverted and like cool people right like a combination of a lot of really nice attributes and it's very hard that you'll meet like that like a person like that in the middle of a bar on a thursday night like you may you may do that but it's kind of difficult it it may be more likely to do in new york than other cities because people are generally successful here um like Mm -hmm. like it depends on 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 where where you go and things like that so so then how do you do it situations like yours right like high quality networking places and and for that in general you have to pay some degree of money and and then you know that it's a car kind of like when you're going to a club in new york if you're going to a free place and you know that there's going to be a lot of drunk people like starting fights and like not having like great conversations or you can go to the place where a little bit more expensive and you can really see a screening mechanisms. Just like, just, just by having a cover fee of a few dollars, you really screen out, uh, to really, you give yourself the opportunity to meet cooler people. And, and it sounds like that's kind of what you want to do. And, and, and it sounds like that's something you've done over the last year. Is that how you have met these new friends?
1: Uh, yeah, for the most part, because I've always like had, you know, I've always thrown parties in my apartment. Like I've always enjoyed bringing people together. But to be honest with you, like some of the core people I, I've met were people I've met. Let's say, for example, you know, we met on a, on a boot camp yeah. and the rest I've met in like a business conference, like Derek's business conference in here in New York last year, like that event changed my life. Mm. That, the way? people I met, bro, the people that I've met, the people I've ended up becoming friends with, like, that's where I actually launched Low Key Emotion was that business conference. And it was like a rocket ship ever since from that event. Wow. That was like a, what it was uh, those like uh, key moments where certain people that I met led up to where I'm at now. And these people are like, you know, they're like, they're like an, an our an hour age group, you know, very ambitious, driven. And it's like those, those key elements that you need in your life to kind of take, Take things to the next level.
0: Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. I, I, I agree. I remember. I, I remember that business conference and how the pandemic hadn't quite hit the U.S. and and I was talking with this like guy, like the, this. I forget exactly what he says, but I, uh, what he did, but he was like this like millionaire dude from, in, from San Francisco. And he started telling me what stocks to short on because he saw what, what was going to happen uh, in the pandemic. And, and, and he, I remember he told me to, to short on airline stocks back in the day when it, they hadn't dropped at all. And that was good advice, man. That was like really good advice if you have followed how this, the stock market has developed. Yeah. And I don't know, like just these little nuggets of information that you get from people that really know what they're doing. It's kind of interesting. And I know that you are also in the stock market or options mm-hmm. trading. Is that right? Yep. So I, I I know a little bit about the stock market, but I don't know much about the options trading market. Like what? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Mm-hmm.
1: We can. I mean, the difference between the two, because stocks is very straightforward. Like, let's say, for example, you buy a stock that's like $8 and it goes to $10, you make $2 per share. It's very mm-hmm. straightforward. But options is a little different. With options, uh, you're getting the rights to buy 100 shares of a specific stock. But what you're doing is that with that, with that right, let's call it like a deposit, you're flipping the deposit because as a stock gets closer to a specific price, that deposit becomes much more expensive. And you can flip that. They call it premiums. But there's a lot that goes into it. Options is, is actually is very complicated compared to stocks. But there it's a lot it's a lot more financial incentivizing in my opinion, because you're able to participate in, you know, larger companies like Tesla and Boeing and Apple, which you know like is <laughs> at like two trillion dollars now. And it's not easy to get, you know, a share, let alone like five or ten shares from a specific company like that, or same with Tesla. Tesla just did a stock split and they're I think worth about around $400 now, as opposed to 2200 So it's easier for you to participate with options on a company like uh, Tesla or Apple. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Let's see.
1: It can get really complicated with options, but it's definitely worth looking into. But it takes a lot of time, like anything else. Like if you want to get good at that, you have to really dedicate the time to learn of it. Because you're a psych guy, you're a psychology guy, just like me. People we to for psychology. Oh psychiatrist. Oh shit, I'm sorry. Ah oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Worry <laughs> oh about it. man. But it's okay. Yeah, a lot of it's psychology.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh we, we do psychology too. Yeah. It's part of mm-hmm. what we do. And Coffee. but but uh, you know what you mean. Like there is a lot of psychology involved in in trading stocks. I actually like got really into it for like a couple months. And m- maybe like for like three months I would dedicate hours every day I think maybe around January January February maybe January February and March and I'm like I really did make money like I I think I almost tripled what I had Mm -hmm. and or maybe a little bit less than that but but that was ridiculous right like when when you think about putting uh, money for retirement and like etfs and stuff like that and you think that the what what's normal earning is like five to six percent per year and then you yeah. make that in like a day or a week and then you do this consistently over like a few weeks then you then, then doing that other thing doesn't make a lot of sense if you really want to multiply your money um mm-hmm. yeah but then i got really obsessed and then i realized no that this is not healthy for me i have to focus on the thing that i do because this other thing's gonna suck my life and, yeah. and so I, I did take a step back from it. Temporarily at least. Yeah. I got
1: you. Cause yeah, like yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. But to me, to be honest with you, man, the thing that I love the most about trading is the fact that it forces me to become very disciplined. Like I'm already a very disciplined guy with like dieting and all these sorts of things, but adding that on top of it forces you to kind of just have a very rigid routine because if I don't do this routine like today for example I honestly overslept today and I haven't really done that in a while I've been kind of just going at shit and one slight adjustment in my routine really threw me off so hard and with something like trading you want to have a very strict routine that you get yourself in to kind of get yourself in the right state of mind um, Otherwise, like your your whole shit's fucked. Like that's the best way I can put it. And it sets you up for the rest of your day too. If you can have a great day in the market, you'll have a great rest of your day. And if you can find a way to do that consistently, your whole life will change. Like I'm a totally different person because of trading. of like the way I have to kind of like uh, uh, set myself up for the day.
0: You know, I, I, can, I can totally see that, right? Like there's times, the psychological aspects I'm like, let's say you make a little bit more You 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 bought whatever thing and then you can sell it right now for more money or you you can wait right like you can wait and make more and then you lose because you waited or the other way around then you then you're losing money and you can decide well maybe I'll just wait until it goes back up and then it just continues to go further down like it can it really can mess you psychologically to the point where you either give up or become like a sort of gambler or um yeah create a system and i think that's what you're talking about a system through which you you manage yourself in these situations and then you were talking Mm -hmm. about a discipline as well what what's your routine like your daily routine
1: (laughs) all right i actually really love this man i love talking about this so i have a very strict routine how i start my mornings and i I came up with this actually a year ago where i would get up right I, i would drink my water and have my little cup of coffee. And then I would sit down right here and I would do these four main things. So I would meditate for 10 minutes, mm. right? Then I'll do like this visualization exercise I call it dream for 10, where I will close my eyes and I'll play like music that slingshots me to the future of the person that I am looking to become. Mm-hmm. right and this music kind of gets me not only in the state where i can see it but i can actually feel it cuz feeling is what creates belief and if you can find a way to simulate those emotions while you're visualizing yourself either you know seeing or doing the things that you want to do makes a hell, hell of a difference so i'll do mm-hmm. that for about 10 minutes then i would write 15 to 20 things that i'm grateful for in my little gratitude journal and once i'm done with that i write like my big goal in present tense mm-hmm. And that is every day, every single fucking day, every mm-hmm. single fucking day. Like, and it's changed my life. I would not be where I'm at. If it wasn't for that. Cause a lot of people, I don't know if you can attest to this. It's like, you ever roll out of bed, you have one bad thought and that bad thought ruins your entire day.
0: Oh, I think I, I like back in the day when I was way younger, I could, I, that, that has, has happened to me for sure.
1: Yeah. It's like you're out of bed. You're like you have one bad thought, or like God forbid, you wake up to a nasty text message, and that sets you off for the rest of your day. Mm. Like this little thing, because I keep track of my habits like that. Like oh, I nice. do it every day consistently, so it kind of just keeps me, you know, accountable for that.
0: And then it really like, set a, me up. That, That's awesome. good. And and then you were talking a little bit about like um, visualizing the. Uh, the future, your future self with a song. That kind of makes me think of something called life movie. Have you heard of this? No. Life movie. What is that? It's kind of like what you're talking about. It's this company that basically has this software that allows you to play your life movie and... And it binds it with a song. And it can be whatever what? song that you, you prefer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, that sounds so cool. <laughs> it is super cool. So then basically you create your life movie, including all the things that you want to do and all the things that you want to become and all the things that you want to accomplish. And then you do all this stuff and at the length of this song. Then you finish it. And it's this cool movie that you watch every day, like maybe even a couple times a day to like get you in the right mood to to get and go do the thing that you want to do
1: that's so cool i didn't know that was a thing this is something yeah. i just do by myself in my head every day yeah
0: it's interesting but it's that's basically so cool. that concept in in, in a yeah. more interactive way
1: so life movie is what it's called
0: i think that's how it's called let me see i read about it recently in a book called becoming supernatural and and i
1: think it's called life movie
0: let's see Life movie
1: damn i really appreciate you telling me that that's awesome
0: yeah man and i think it's 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 exactly up your alley
1: it may yeah, be something sure. di-
0: different it, cu- it could be like something like my life movie or something like life movie yeah just, just google it around and you'll find it
1: yeah for sure dude it, it's crazy because uh you know i'm sure you've heard it like a lot of you've heard a lot of like you know these big you know gurus you talk about do you want to see yourself doing the things that you want to do and i feel like that's only half of the equation that's only half of the equation. A lot of people don't know how to tap into the actual, what is it going to feel like for you if you actually do it? What's going to feel like if you actually accomplish that?
0: And a lot of yeah. people don't
1: get that. That was a big, uh, what's it called? A little thing for me, a little piece, a little jigsaw piece I needed.
0: And that's totally true. Hey, man, read, the, read this book called Becoming Supernatural because it really goes at depth into exactly what you're talking about. The combination of I mean, being natural. mentally in terms of be- behaviors and, and thoughts in, uh, in, in terms of what you want to become, but also linking that with the emotion of how you're going to feel when you're in that situation. And, and it's true, right? Like we are a, a conglomeration of thoughts and actions, and these thoughts lead us to specific actions. Sometimes actions in itself encourage us to, to think in certain ways. And if you are this particular person, and you want to become something different, or you want to achieve something that you haven't achieved yet, inevitably you're gonna to have to undergo through some new behaviors that you haven't done yet, right? Like because had you done them, then you would have the thing that that yeah. you're striving for. So then you really have to kind of like update your mental software every once in a while and become a different kind of human being. That it's in, inherently you. Uh, the the you that you want to be, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but, but the behaviors sometimes are just like a conglomeration of habits that are just put in your mind that are not necessarily even from you. So then yeah, you decide, absolutely. okay, I want to change that thing. How do I do it? Well, easy. I'm just gonna sit down and figure out how, like that. Per- okay, I want to achieve this thing. Okay, what person would achieve this thing? What kind of things do I have to do on the daily to achieve this thing, and then Just And how would I feel once I'm accomplishing this thing? Okay, so now I know. And now that I know, I'm going to start behaving like that. And then every behavior is a a habit. So you do it long enough. And then it becomes just like a natural pattern of yours. Then you don't really have to think about it too much. And then you just got that habit down okay what's next then you do the next habit and then the next habit and the next habit and then suddenly you're that person getting that thing that you wanted to get and then at that point you're gonna have the, another thing and then that other thing what what does that require and then you do that yeah. over and over until you die
1: yeah absolutely Dude, you're super spot on super spot on it's like you have to it's like stacking you got to keep stacking on top of it get yourself to do it for a while until you don't think about it anymore exactly um, you gave Thank me a, dude, I appreciate this so much. I want to share with you a book that really got me into this, that really got me into this, uh, like, uh, like I'm very passionate about this kind of stuff. And have you heard of Shad Helmstetter by any chance? No. Oh, wow. So write this down. Um, what to say when you talk to yourself is an amazing book okay, like that. Mind. It talks a lot about the, the self-talk, like the inner dialogue that we have about ourselves, how we think and feel about the world and ourselves and everything like that. It's the the internal dialogue that never stops, you know, and it talks about like being self-aware of that voice in your head and changing it to the right kind of self-talk so you can actually go out and do the things that you really want to do. Because a lot of things that we don't do in our life is because of the self-talk that we currently have. And a lot of people are not aware of the internal dialogue that they do have. But with meditation and stuff like that, you're more aware of what's actually coming up in your head. And so gotta kind of tie this back along with trading. It's like you're you're able to understand things from a logical perspective and an emotional perspective. You could tell that hey, this this self-talk is coming up because I'm emotional about this thing going on in my life, right? But if you're able to acknowledge that hey, I'm emotionally like like reacting to something, and that's this is why I have this internal dialogue, then you can say, all right, I'm just being emotional. Let me just walk this off, go for a workout, do some shit. And then able to replace that self-talk through the logical side of my head. And like, okay, this is what I actually really want to be thinking about. And when you're able to do that, life changes for you. I can't tell you how much being able to do that, seeing that in myself and and other people has helped me out dramatically. I mean, it's because of that book. It talks about that in depth.
0: That's nice. It's Another word for word you're talking about is self-limiting beliefs, right? And Yeah. And, and it really, a, a good exercise, anybody listening to this, that they could do, is that right now, imagine what, like, what's, okay, let, let's, since we're talking a lot about career and, and stuff like that, imagine what's the top position or the top situation you would like to be in terms of career. And then mm-hmm. you picture that and and think like, oh, how would I be? Like, how would that look like? Where would I be sitting or standing? Where would I be walking around in, when I achieve that? And then from that point, imagine what is the biggest thing you would like to do that after you acquired that or after you like achieve that. And then and then you'll most likely are going to come up with something. And then then I'm going to ask you, why didn't you just thought that at the beginning, right? Like it's 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 that limiting belief that even in your imagination you thought of doing something that wasn't quite the max thing, even though I asked you to do the max thing that you wanted, and mm-hmm. and that's just this entrenched um, way that we have been a culture we we we've been just trained to to not think about the best possible thing that we could do. And by, because it's like perceived as as a bad thing to do the best you can to, to achieve greatness in whatever way that it's considered. And, and so we, we don't do it and because we don't do it, then, we start thinking like, how do we prevent ourselves to think that way? Well, we start thinking, oh, I'm not, I'm just not that good enough. Like, no, this is bad. No, like, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not like this. Oh, I couldn't ever be able to do that because of this. And then there's like, insert your most desired excuse there. And, and then you do that. And then because of that, you just limit yourself to living the life that you are already unhappily having. And yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just a flip. You can just flip that. And it's not that hard. And it is about like just watching your thoughts and realizing which thoughts are useful and not useful to you. You should yeah. be the owner of your, the brain should not be controlling you. It is you who should be controlling your brain and your thoughts.
1: I love that. I love that. There's a thing that I read, uh, this book, I think it's called, um, God, what the hell is it called again? The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. It's like a really deep spiritual book. But like mm-hmm. he said something that really stuck out to me. He said that um that voice inside your head isn't you. He said, You are the one that hears the voice. Mm-hmm. That voice isn't you. So if you under so if you're able to objectify that voice in your head, you're able to kind of control it a bit more. But it's understanding the the detachment between who you are and what that voice actually is.
0: Yeah. You're talking about something that Freud would call observing ego or Eckhart Tolle would call like your true self and mm-hmm. uh, Eastern spiritual uh, traditions would call like, I don't know, like uh, your soul or your spirit. And, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like we, th- we tend to think we're our thoughts. And in reality, there is a witness like there there's the witness of the thoughts and and one can actually experience that through meditation is a good way of doing it but you know I really like the way that Eckhart Tolle explains how how to experience the observing ego and the way that he talks about it it's it's through an exercise and then you you, you imagine just like not, not, don't, don't imagine anything. Just look at one thing. The first thing that comes to your mind his example, normally he talks about nature. He talks about a tree. So the moment that you look at a tree be, before you There's this moment that is like almost like shorter than a millisecond in which you look at that tree before you conceptualize and think this is a tree or the word tree comes to your mind before that there's this like millisecond moment of just appreciating the thing, just like watching the thing and experiencing the thing before you put a thought in it. Mm-hmm. And then that moment, if you're able to just like put your, like, first of all, if you're able to just identify that moment and then see how you feel in that moment and then you're trying, then, then you, the moment you're able to identify it, shortly with time, you're going to be able to expand it. And the more you're able to expand it, the more you detach yourself from this thought loop, like our attention is just like stuck in our thoughts. But then we're able to like really just put the attention in one thing without thinking about that thing. We just rest our attention in our awareness of that thing. And then by doing that long enough, then suddenly you can retain your attention of your awareness while at the same time watching your thoughts coming and then you have this yeah experience of the observing ego and then you can Uh realize oh i don't think on my on my thoughts my thoughts are just like a a, just a pattern of things that come to my mind because i've been thinking a lot about them or, or because i've been like just doing that thing so long that it's just like a natural thing that comes but it doesn't really mean who i am it's just like a thing that is happening yeah
1: Dude, no, you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a really unique experience. I feel like everyone should have at least some point in time in their life, you know, being able to observe that like, oh wow, this is that thought that I'm actually having. It's not really me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so cool. It's yeah. so cool, man. But uh, I want to ask you, cause like now you're, you're, you're going to be really thinking cause I feel like, uh, this year has been a really big test, you know, in, in terms of, uh, what, what's really going on with our lives in the world? Because I, I know in most people's cases, it feels like it's the end of the world. You know, with the current events going on in the world, the pandemic and politics and all this kind of stuff going on, it's like a lot of people thinking this is the end. But I feel like this could be, the, this is the beginning for a good chunk of people that see things in the right way. And I'm just curious to see, like, what, what is your perspective on this so far?
0: Um... Oh man, that's a, that's a very big and vague question. (laughs) Um, I would say that it depends, right? Like it's, it's really hard for a lot of people, especially people that used to work in like traditional jobs that are just disappearing, right? Like if you had a a sort of office job and, and like on the one, it's, it's so many things like if you had like a general, like if you cleaned an office, I mean, nobody's using offices anymore. So that's going to be a problem. There's like the service industry is changing significantly. The traveling sector is changing significantly. The finance, interestingly, the finance sector is, in my opinion, also changing significantly. On the one side, people may not feel it because you can probably do all your job remotely and you're going to think, oh, this is amazing. I can just like do it remotely and it's great. And yet with time, if it actually happens that 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 this job is being done very well without you needing to be in New York or San Francisco or something like that. Maybe the people like handling these these companies are going to be like, okay, well, I mean, if if people can do this remotely, like, why are we paying New York salaries? Right? Like well, we could just like pay better, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and, and that, those kinds of things. And then you do, be, and then there's like the remote situation is going to be appealing, but then the salaries are, are going to become a little bit less competitive I wonder there and then you just expand there in in every single job that uh, that is able to be done remotely it ha- holds the opportunity for the owners of those businesses of that business becoming globalized and then well why do we pay an, an American right for that and why do we pay a European for that when yeah, and like anybody in the world like for like a, a quarter of the money could do that if they can if if they have like the, the capacity to do so so then it's gonna be interesting okay so i think that we're just starting to experience the beginning of this in 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 those like high level paying jobs that are, that people think are not going to be affected i think they are going to be affected too i think like everybody's going to be affected in in some way or another uh, for with mm-hmm. the exception of may- maybe the exception of like uh, the medical field a little bit and i don't know like arts The like i was just talking with in the podcast last week with a friend of mine she used to be a professional ballet dancers the art industry is like stopped it has stopped because nobody's going to watch anybody do ballet nobody's gonna it's watching a theater right now so so i, I mean i think that'll come back but But it's it's going to be like a halt of a year, if not more, which is kind of crazy. And then Mm -hmm. what else? I don't know, man. I think that that it is also an opportunity if you're you're able to figure out what people need right now that hasn't been done yet and you're able to provide that, then yes, it does become an opportunity for for the the entrepreneurial kinds. Uh, Yes, I think so.
1: Yeah. For sure, because like tying what you just said, I think I read something along the same lines of that. It's, like the top level, top high paying jobs are looking at what could be significant salary cuts because like they realize like, you know, New York, and Fran, uh, you know, um, high income areas. They realize that, they, hey, they don't, we have to pay this much. We can cut their salaries, blah, blah, blah. I've seen that. That's that's a scary thought, too, because a lot of people have the, a, have a, you know, they've customized their lifestyle around those kinds of salaries. And seeing significant price cuts is going to be you know, detrimental to them, you know? And that's why it's like, you have to start, we have to start thinking, we have to start thinking, like, what what can we do for ourselves to, to prepare ourselves in case this happens again in the future? That's something that I personally had to think about for myself. Like, uh, to kind of share with you something, I got into trading a little, like, about a year ago, right? And at that time, like, you know, I got into trading because I don't want to, you know, working coffee, or being bre- like, a, like, you know, bartending and stuff like that anymore you know i wanted to find something that was going to help me you know make an, an x amount of money you know for the day and then i can focus on you know my company low-key emotional and i feel like now a lot of people are put in a place where they have to think about alternative options to how can they make some money to take care of themselves and their family you know what i mean and i know for a lot of people and kind of like you said it's tough for a lot of people and i empathize with those people a lot because i was one of those people i was this year was, was not good for me financially in the beginning until so, like I, I kind of got myself out of that, out of that hellhole. Thank God. But I know for a lot of people, it's like a lot of people take this opportunity to kind of just sit around and just be upset a lot instead of going and taking action, you know. And that's something that I, I kind of wanted to talk about because like not a lot of people are really addressing this problem at all.
0: Yeah, it's it's, you know, it's hard because on the one side you have some people that let's that that want to work but they're not allowed to do the thing that they they have known to do um yeah. let's say like you're a hairstylist i think that you can't even now you can't do that in california right like you just can't open like there's a like you, you could go buy alcohol but you can't cut hair so so there's like these weird uh arbitrary rules going on like really like harming people's finances even though they want to work which is like a kind of an unusual situation so like i i would be upset there you know like yeah I, like, and and yeah i see what and, and then i see your point also when you're you're when you're talking about like okay like okay well, well what else could i do like what other thing could i do and Mm -hmm. and and, and instead of just like just being angry and but then it's hard right like what do you choose so there's this different types of people i guess like the 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 people that do have hope that this thing will resolve quickly enough so that they can go back to their usual business and they're kind of like they're having these uh grants from the government that are kind of like running out right now and and maybe like that's scary too yeah so then you're like kind of waiting like oh maybe i'll pull it off so you have that kind of people and they're just like keeping keeping it together to see if they can just like restart and then then you have other type of people that just like plainly lost everything that they had and now they're like what do i do you know like and they're kind of like and maybe they're struggling like emotionally or or figuring out like yeah. oh like is there any hope like what can i do like this world's crazy right now yeah and, and then there's the type of people that are like okay everything i thought <laughs> about my career, like, completely shut down right now. But what else could I do? And then you like mm-hmm. figure it out. And then you like you start reading. You start looking for opportunities, etc. And then you figure it out. It is a, it is a, uh, it is a new world in some ways. It is a Absolutely. new world, and 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 in the, in those terms, yes, it's hard, and it's also an opportunity to start something that hasn't been done yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's just like like to kind of be like like real like real open with you because I wish I can just go out there and just help people you know kind of just get a grip because I know it's hard like I'll never like downplay the, the, the some some people I've seen friends friends I don't want to move out of the city have to move because of what's going on like they lost their jobs they can't afford to pay the rent they're paying in the city anymore and that shit sucks man Mm -hmm. I just wish that we can all just come together as a world and just like hey like how can we make this better you know what I mean instead of tearing everything down like how can we make this better for everyone because uh I had this thought in my head when I I left to Florida at the beginning of quarantine and at that time you know I've lost basically all my money you know, like lost my job. I lost like, I was trading the market. My, my whole brokerage account went to shit. I lost everything. I'm like, it was like 25 grand in debt. I had nothing. I know how the fuck I was going to pay for my rent. You know, and in that moment, when I was going back to my, my, my family's place in Florida, I was thinking to myself, if something happened to my parents and I had to step up to be the man of the family, what am I going to do? And it was such a hopeless feeling that I had for myself. And it made me so mad, it made me so fucking mad. I'm like, I never want to feel like this ever again. It made me so mad. So I just got together and I just, I, once I got a grip on myself, I just started studying everything that I can about the markets. How can I make this thing happen? Like, and I, cause I did not ever want to feel like that ever again. It was such a horrifying moment. The fact that if something happened to my family, I can't step up and take care of them. And that shit really pissed me off. And that's when I decided I never want to feel like that ever again. And I turned my life around in like five fucking months. i was so mad, dude. And even now I still have that drive because I'm forever reminded that, that, that in my, that part of my head, like what that felt like. And I don't ever want to feel that. I know a lot of people feel like that too. And I just wish I can just go inside people's heads and just help them come out of that. Cause there's so much shit in the media that's pushing everyone down. You know what I mean? There's just so much crap going on, man. And it really makes me upset because I feel like if we come together one as a nation, as, as a, as a unison, we can help. We can help make this world just a little bit better, man.
0: What would you do? There's some
1: crazy shit. Oh God. For me, I would like to create kind of like what I'm doing now, like my little my little social circles of like people. How can we help each other find another creative space that you can go ahead and make money? Because, dude, we have the greatest technology. Like, look what we have. Look what we're currently doing. Like, this is free. You have a podcast, like, dude. You're not. You don't have to pay Zoom to do this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can literally create what you want. You create an audience with the technology that's that's already out there for you. There's so many outlets that people have that they can use that our our parents did not have to Mm -hmm. utilize like the opportunity that we're given today. And that's the kind of stuff I want to like bring into the people because a lot of people are focusing so much on what they don't have instead of what they do have, like what's in front of them. These phones, the best thing could have ever happened to us. Mm -hmm. Literally the best thing that could ever happen to us you know, and I just wish that people can have like a better, a better light, better sense of direction, and what we can do to become better, not just for one person, like I, I don't give a fuck about, you know, like the one all that kind of stuff, like I do aspire to be that person, but it's not going to be, it, what's the sense of that, if we can't go together as one, why can't we all come together as one, and rise above it, you know, I don't believe in this, oh, it's only going to be one, a couple of people, like no, let's take as much people as we can, let's all come together as one, because yeah. like it, it sucks what's going on in the world but fuck that dude if you realize what we have in front of us we can come together as one and rise above it
0: i love that passion man
1: yeah dude It just ah it just you know bro ugh, man i wish like i can really go in depth but like i don't know because you know for me it was not being able to take care of my family some shit happens that's mm. what it was for me that was a click that was a click but i just want to find what what's other people's clicks you know Yeah. So sounds like what your sounds like your
0: thing, something that you like have found that aligns with this drive that you have is creating synergisms between people, and that's why you want to create these networking uh, meetings because then you'll find synergism occurring, and which is a beautiful idea, man. I, I I'm looking forward to hearing more about that
1: no thank you bro I, I, that's just what i want to do i want to help everyone out any way that i can because i know shit's hard but like yo if we just come together we can make it work man
0: yeah <laughs> all right well it's been a pleasure talking to you
1: likewise homie this is a lot of fun yeah <laughs> well, we should going. do it again <laughs> Definitely, brother. We'll stay in touch. I'll let you look when like my next little event's coming. I'll get you a mask.
0: Yeah, amazing. I mean, I do have a couple masks, but yeah, a new mask never. As long as it's a stylish mask, I'll be. I'd be very excited for it.
1: I got you. Before <laughs> we go, I'll just show you one thing. Yeah, show me. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Copies, yeah. What sound is like is that saying? Potatoes.
0: Low is that low key emotional? What it says? Yeah. Low key oh, emotional. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a face. Oh, exactly.
1: It is at the point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anywho, brother, I really appreciate you having me on, man.
0: Yeah, man. Anytime. Let's definitely do these again. And I'll see you soon. All right,
1: brother. Take care.